Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the official policy or position of the UP Medical Student Society, the featured organizations, or the UP College of Medicine. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Tao Rempala 47 podcast series. I am Grace Malolos from the UP Medical Student Society, here to let the voice of the nation be heard as we listen to the stories and insights of some of my fellow medical students from the UP College of Medicine. In today's episode, we answer the question, where is God in injustice? To help us with this, we have our special guests from the UP Agape. The UP Agape is an organization of Christian medical students committed to loving God and serving others. They exist to proclaim Christ's name and raise followers of Jesus in the medical community and beyond. From the UP Agape, we have Iron Lim and Abraham Shanoya. So, welcome to our podcast today, guys. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Grace. Hi, <laughs> I'm uh, Iron Lim Ngapala. Uh, as Grace said, I'm from, uh, we're both from the class of 2023. We've been part of the UP Agape for, ako for uh, this is my third year now. And ayun, I was raised in a Christian family. And I think uh, the UP Agape has really just helped me know not just how to be a better medical student, but also be a better Christian within the medical field here in, in UP College of Medicine. No? And I am Abe, also from class of 2023. And it's a pleasure to be with you guys uh, this afternoon. Uro, I'd just like to say in, uh, I love Bollywood movies, especially <laughs> Americans movies. That's lang. <laughs> <laughs> Baka makita nga natin yung mga, ano, yung, uh, mga American impressions mo mamaya ba, Kuya Abe? We're gonna get a taste of that later. <laughs> sure, we have time. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Okay, let's dive right in. So, with the rise of afflictions and justice brings about, even the strongest in faith is not spared from all of these. And when these struggles hit, questions flood the mind. When will suffering end? Why does God seem silent? And where is God in the midst of these injustices? Yeah, uh, absolutely, Grace. No, parang uh, yung subject matter ngayon, medyo juicy yung topic. Alam ko medyo heavy din yung yung subject. But we're gonna try to make the whole ride as digestible as possible. No, so Kuya Abe, what 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 do you think? Why don't why don't we get to um, starting on our topic a bit today? No. Uh, okay. Siguro before I jump to that, no, uh, I'm not sure kung okay lang ba na kinukuya mo ako ngayon or. Pero sige, medyo reveal mo na. So, sige, parindigan na ba natin? Okay. Anyway, so as you've mentioned, no, uh, mukha nga juicy, if not controversial, yung topic natin today. And I think uh, it's really a question that is weighing a lot on everybody's minds, lalo na sa pandemic ngayon, di ba? So, as you know, this past seven months, uh, I believe have put everybody on edge talaga. Not only with their um, personal difficulties of everyday life, but also the world around them, you know? Um, and since I think most of us eh, nasa bahay nga ngayon dahil sa, you know, lalo na tayong students, online classes tayo, uh, the natural tendency is, of course, to look for uh, social interaction online. The problem is, for example, in our case, diba, pag, kapag mayroong group meetings, tas I'll check the Facebook or Messenger, uh, hindi lang social interaction yung nakukuha ko or nakukuha natin, kundi daily updates din tungkol sa ating national and international situation. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it needs mentioning pa, Ira and Grace, no, that each time we, we open our social media accounts, 
it appears that more and more bad news talaga come by the day. Yeah, oh nga eh, that's super true. And it's not even just bad news related to yung global pandemic natin ngayon, no? It's, I know a lot of us, especially here in the UP community, sobrang on edge natin with how our country has been faring these past seven months. Uh, actually, just this weekend, no, as of this recording, pictures of the uh, funeral ni Baby River have been coming up online. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just super duper visibly angry. People are visibly angry uh, with how this is going. I remember an earlier issue din sa uh, pandemic noon was uh, the huge debate. Was the government suppressing free speech or press freedom for the sake of national security? All very controversial topics. And... You know, that whether that's news of, of corruption scandals, infighting, politicking. Siyempre, baka nakita niyo mga images of cheeky drivers begging for donations on the streets. Or kahit yung justice system natin, parang favoring the rich and powerful while the poor are taken advantage of. I think we can all agree that it's not a, a pretty picture, no? So how do all of these make you feel? Yeah, I think the picture that Ira just painted for me somehow confirms what at least I've heard from some people say that the pandemic now has exposed a lot of problems sa mga sistema natin sa Pilipinas. And uh, most of the time, ako personally, I feel powerless parang ganun, to, to really change it uh, or change them, these issues. And I think many people believe also that there's just uh, nga, so much injustice going on in, the, in our country or in the world today. Somehow ako din, iniisip ko rin talaga kasi nga medyo um, may luxury of time to think about it kasi um, most of the day nasa bahay nga. Siguro it's making, making me ask then parang ano ba yung role natin in this? Yun nga, even as a nation, yung Philippines, iba, I'd say na we are a religious nation. Baka siguro napapatanong din tayo, ako, ako, and, um, possibly and the others, kung ano ba yung masasabi ng Bible tungkol sa sa mga nakikita nating injustices ngayon. I I agree with you no uh, Abe it's as if you have a, a multiple roles in this right now number one, you're a Filipino citizen number two, you're a medical student number three, you're a Christian and all of these different hats that you wear kind of affect din how you see what's going on in the in the world around you parang okay how am i supposed to be thinking about this as a Christian How am I supposed to be thinking about this as uh, as a medical student, knowing that health is a right nga? So it's a moment that needs a lot of clarity for us right now. Mm-hmm. It's a moment that's very chock full of a lot of emotions. And this afternoon, siguro, we're hoping that uh, we might be able to shed a bit of light on that, siguro, and to see how does the Bible kind of answer that question, din, siguro. Mm, yeah, yun. I, I think there are times that talagang nadidis, uh, looking at all these issues, parang med- may halong disappointment frustration plus bit of anger kasi sometimes hindi ako sure if if okay ba yung feeling ko na na anger at injustice siguro I'd like to be clear lang din with our listeners na yeah for me personally I think that there isn't anything wrong when when one is mad at injustice I think it's a god-given emotion because if you really think about it uh, nga naman diba how can how can one remain unmoved when when the systems that we have in place make a mockery of justice like When one thinks that the rich and powerful are given selective favor on one side, and on the other, we've seen this in the past week, that the poor and vulnerable are sometimes not even given due process. In the many times that I've spent with the Bible, I think this sort of evil system is really condemned as well. Mm-mm. Yeah, and it's kind of comforting siguro, to know that when you ask that question, when you ask, where is God in injustice? This isn't 
a question that the Bible even shies away from. It's not trying to whitewash our image of the world. And in fact, the entire Bible, as I see it, is, is a testament even to how corrupt the world has become. But one thing I, I think I'm thankful for, you know, Grace and Kuyabe, it's even within our own UP community, I'm glad we have so many people, a lot of passionate people who have made it, you know, their life's work and advocacy to try and alleviate the suffering of the marginalized. Sobrang noble effort talaga. I agree. Siguro i-bring back ko lang ulit no, to what we mentioned earlier about how it made me or some of us made us feel about this injustice. And as I was mentioning na yung, yung anger at injustice as a God-given emotion. I think when we ask that question, where is God nga ba in injustice? This is obviously a conversation on justice. So we have to begin with a few definitions. And I know that the word justice even has a lot of baggage for us uh, in our current context. You know, a lot of people have different views of justice. So maybe we want to see today, maybe there's a different way that the word is used in the Bible. Okay, let's, let's just see that, no? So the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, it uses the word, um, how we translate it into justice, yung English word na justice, they have it in the Hebrew word mishpat, no? Mishpat. And it's used in two different ways. You know, the English word justice doesn't completely um, cover it, siguro. But the two ways that it's used in the Bible are, number one, so that's retributive justice. And number two is restorative justice. So let's just differentiate the two. Retributive justice would be something like, okay, so you've done something wrong. And you now have to face the consequences of that wrong. So let's say like, like jail time or capital punishment or the like. Restorative justice, on the other hand, so that's the second one is knowing. So for example, there are certain groups of people that often get taken advantage of. And uh, restorative justice is doing the work to make sure that they're restored or uplifted. And now in the Bible, there were four groups that were usually mentioned. That's the widow, the orphan, the immigrant, and the poor. And these were the very common groups that were taken advantage of in the Bible. And so there are so many, many commands regarding taking care of these groups. Does that make sense so far? Yes, yes. Yes, siguro uh, I'd like to comment lang no, personally. Kasi all along parang I thought that it's just about, you know, justice is about punishing those who oppress others. And I think the second aspect that Ira just mentioned, yung restorative justice is, well, for me personally, is something new. Akala kasi parang on the other, yung punishing those who oppress others. Oh, And I think the really surprising thing about it din is that when they use that word, mishpat, mas madaming beses in the Old Testament that they use the word mishpat to refer to restoring and protecting the rights of the vulnerable. It's definitely still used in the retributive sense, but it's impressive actually how often it's used in the sense that it's restoring these vulnerable people groups. So what you're saying is parang God's idea of justice is bringing down the wicked and lifting up the oppressed. Tama ba? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess to just push the conversation forward, if you really want to know why injustice is such a huge affront, not just to our fellow human, but also to God, we'd have to go back to the very foundations, the very first chapter of the Bible in Genesis 1, okay? Now, there's a concept here that you're going to want to listen to carefully because it, it comes up a lot later. So in Genesis 1 here, God's just finished creating all the world, and when he decides that he'll create man, there's something that he says in verse 26 and 27. Sabi niya dun, then God said, let us make man in our image. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. It's a kind of familiar verse, no? Yes. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, medyo familiar nga naman tayo sa verse. Pero siguro it makes me wonder lang din, Mira and Grace, no, if 
um or this Raira. Uh ano ba kinalaman nitong what you just mentioned na na verse uh, conversation natin ngayon on, on justice. Okay. Is there any any way that you guys might guess siguro like how do you guys know the image of God used usually by in, in that context? Or maybe not even in the context of justice. Like when you hear the image of God, is there anything that comes to mind? Well, for me, um I think yeah, more on the positive side like kindness, goodness. Yeah, so let's see what implications that has in the Bible later on. No? So what's important is that we establish muna that all people are created in the image of God. So we hold on to that fact. Later on in Genesis, we see that concept brought up again. And this is right after Noah's family gets off of the ark after the flood. And the earth is mostly empty, so God is setting the rules for how humans should be treating each other. And this is what he says in Genesis 9. No? He says that whoever sheds the blood of man... By man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. Now, parang okay, at first glance, parang normal naman yung command. Like, okay, please don't kill other people or else you'll face the consequences. So, parang simple enough. Pero bakit nga ba? Uh, the reason that God gave for why you should treat other people as if their lives have inherent worth is because every human is made in the image of God. So that's the whole point. And this, I believe, is the only solid philosophical reason as probably to why we should treat each other with dignity and worth. Because every single person around us, that's male or female, African or Asian, abled or disabled, are bearers of the image of God. So, so parang when we treat others like they are worthless than we are through maybe our words or actions, it's, it's like we're slandering the image of God. Parang ganun ba? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, makes sense. And that's probably why God is so angry when when humans don't treat each other fairly, right? So, siguro I was wondering, how does God react anyway? Okay, yeah. And um, thinking about that, nga, no, yung concept of the image of God, when you slander other humans, you slander the image of God himself. And it really shouldn't come as much as a surprise to us when he responds the way that he does in the Bible. So, bigay lang ako ng a few examples, siguro. Uh, in the book of Isaiah, Uh, God curses the nation of Israel because their leaders are taking bribes and taking advantage of the helpless. Uh, in the book of Amos, God again calls out Israel for these same injustices. Uh, sabi niya, they've made a mockery of justice. And if you look throughout the Bible, you know, they're, uh, the most evil nations in the Bible are usually described as people who, who raped and stole and took advantage of the vulnerable. And so ginagawa ni God, he'd pour out his wrath on them. So even throughout the Psalms, you know, we see we think of the Psalms as a very parang oh, it's a relaxing book, it's a very peaceful book. But if you if you really read them, you have verses like in 37 where you see God as someone who loves justice, mighty king who executes justice and righteousness in Israel or kahit sa Psalm 97, it says that righteousness and judgment are the foundation of his throne, you know. Mm-hmm. So, here's one question that I believe a lot of our listeners. Yeah, sure. Like, it's something that a lot of our listeners are thinking about or are questioning. So if God hates evil as much as we say, so why doesn't he just deal with it? Why don't, doesn't he just get rid of it? Yeah, um, that, that's such a good question. And I think it's a question that Christians have been uh, dealing with ever since uh, the early days of the church. The formal name of that question is the Odyssey. Like if, if God is all good, Why is there still evil? Uh, such and such like that, no? That's something that uh, he deals with multiple times. But 
Uh, let me just give a, a bit of background din siguro on that no before we before we hit that it's yeah yeah i'd like to comment lang from from parang the list that ira mentioned kanina parang i see now that yung from what he mentioned kanina parang god's rest kasi i asked him diba parang ano yung parang response ni god and then he gave us this list parang scenarios in the bible of god's reaction to social injustice personally parang i see now that it's as if as if it really pains god to see the ones he He so lovingly created in his image and likeness and told them to treat one another with worth and dignity or oppressing one another parang in this thing called injustice. And I think it really somehow parang angers God and somehow reminds his people to treat one another justly and fairly as we've seen the long list of scenarios that, that Ira has given. So, obviously, no, yeah, no, parang God obviously wants to pursue justice. And from what Ira said, parang he seems super all out for it. And seems very upset about it. So I think this is where your statement uh, we said earlier from about anger at injustice being a God-given emotion, right? Uh, because you know, anger at injustice is also something the God of the Bible feels. So I think, yeah, I think we can, maybe if Ira has something to say, but before so we completely dive into the question of grace. Yeah. Yeah, the question that Grace posted is super duper important because it's not even just that God is the one who's working to bring about justice. It's also an explicit command that's given in the Bible to protect the vulnerable. No, he, he pronounces a blessing on those who pursue righteousness. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, huge chunk of that was actually announcing God's coming justice and restoration. And especially yung isang famous passage sa Micah in chapter 6, it says, He has told you, O man, what is good? What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly before your God? And all throughout, and Grace is absolutely right in saying that God wants to eliminate evil. No, He's, an- He's understandably angered. And this emotion is something that we experience to an extent as well. Mm, yeah. Sa bagay, pag-isipin mo nga naman, kung klase ako, as I mentioned kanina, or tayo, na galit na galit na sa injustice, kahit na parang we are imperfect, paano pa kaya si God, no? But, yun nga, in closing, siguro, parang yung challenge lang dito is that, kung galit, galit, galit na galit nga talaga si Lord sa, sa injustice, parang, yun nga, as Grace posted kanina na, why doesn't He do anything about it? We, we see na, parang, why does God seem silent when many leaders accused and found guilty of corruption parang get away, eventually scot-free? And then, parang, can't He just, you know, parang zap them all away at once? Parang, I think that's, That's what Grace was also trying to ask Kanina. Yeah, so let's just dive into that already. And there, I think, a lot of possible answers to that. Uh, why is it that God doesn't just immediately get rid of evil? And I think it's another comfort for me in the Bible that it asks the same question. No? And if, if God can so easily just press the delete button on the wicked, why does he seem uh, so slow about it? God can bring justice now. Why doesn't he? I guess one answer to that is that God hasn't yet brought final justice to allow uh, evil people, even them, a chance to repent. And we see this pattern. No? It's, it's repeated all over the Bible. You see places like, like Babylon, very, very evil nation. And even in their evil, God would send prophets to call them out on the systemic injustice that they were perpetuating. And the thing was, If they repented and genuinely changed their ways, and if not, well, they got what was coming to them. I think one verse that comes to mind that captures the idea well is uh, 2 Peter 3. In verse 9, they say something like, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness, 
Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I think Romans 2 also echoes the same thought. The Apostle Paul, he says something like, do you take for granted his patience? Don't you realize that his kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? And yun talaga yung kindness na inextend ni God kahit, uh, to the most evil people today. Mm. You mentioned this kindness and patience of God. I just remember then parang the times that I was a very oppressive person and friend before. And parang grateful lang ako to God's relenting and patience to me that it pleased him for me to know him and be changed by him. Hopefully that changes something our classmates have been seeing now. Ako, <laughs> ang mga classmates ka pala tayong listeners. Uh, love you guys. Anyway, uh, Ira, pero naisip ko din, Ira, kasi na there were times in the Bible that God directly intervened and brought judgment on a city. Kasi nga parang medyo ganun din yung pinagkagalingan ng question natin. Like, nung flood, di ba? Or in Sodom and Gomorrah, parang God brought a punishment to them because of all the evil they were doing. Uh, so I was wondering, bakit di na lang ganun din, pero parang targeted? Well, kuli na lang ni, yung parang kuli na lang ni Lord, lahat ng parang corrupt and evil. Tapos, nasa paradise na yung mga innocent. Parang easy solution. Parang ganun ba? So, yeah, that, that's super true, no? I think, though, that the problem isn't as, as simple as we think. Because with that claim, you know, we, we make the assumption that we kind of know who the evil and who the innocent are. So, okay, let's go back to an example that we mentioned earlier. Genesis 18, in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah, God told Abraham, Sige, I'm not going to destroy the city if we find any innocent men there. Long story short, wala siyang nahanap na innocent people within the city, and that's just how corrupted they were. The problem is, no, I think that the terrifying thing is that the Bible doesn't really describe Sodom and Gomorrah as the exception to the rule. Parang very pessimistic nga yung view of the Bible on humanity. Here's, here's a wild claim that the Bible makes. No? Guys might want to listen to this one. No? That the same tendency of Babylon to abuse power and to hurt their weakest, so that tendency of humans to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible claims that that's the same potential that lives in all of us. No? Uh, for example, in Jeremiah lang, it calls the heart of man deceitful above all things. In Ecclesiastes, it says that men are full of evil. And uh, even for the most religious among us, madalas pumuntang church, madalas magbigay sa, sa charity or what, Psalms 10 makes the claim that no one really seeks God. Most of the time, we're only acting in our own selfish interests. And even in the case of Israel, you know, uh, a nation that was often oppressed by bigger, badder nations a lot of the time, the moment that God saves them, nagiging oppressors din sila. Parang, eh, parang the pattern is parang mga opportunistic pathogens din ang mga tao. Yeah. <laughs> Grabe naman yung opportunistic path. Pero, sorry, Ira, parang medyo, parang medyo na-hurt ako ng konti. Nakirot ng konti sa akin nung somehow. Oo, oh, masakit talaga. Oh, oh. That, the little righteousness that parang I've been trying to keep, parang I think mabait naman na ako sa classmates natin, mabait naman akong anak sa mga sa magulang ko, and as far as I remember, I don't think I haven't murdered someone naman or stolen. I joke. Parang naalala ko pala kumukupit ako sa nanay. Um, <laughs> yun, 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 yun talaga. Yeah. And I also remember, I think I also remember then, if I may add lang, Grace and Ira, na uh, this reminds me of Romans 3.23 then, of, in, for all have uh, sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And uh, yeah, and that includes me as well nga naman. Pero siguro I was wondering, are we really as bad? as people who have murdered and stolen? 
Yeah, that, that's a good question. So even for things that we consider tiny sins, we're very guilty. But okay, let's make a distinction muna. Definitely lying and uh, on one end and genocide on the other, they might be very, very different degrees of evil. Right? Definitely very different from each other. One is more evil than the other. But the problem is, in the Bible, it describes both as being worthy of, of God's justice. And, you know, we may not have murdered anyone, but Jesus, he takes evil more, more, a uh, lot more seriously than we do. You know, we may not have murdered anyone, but Jesus equated hatred and slander of others the same as murdering them in your heart. We may not have cheated on our spouses, but Jesus also said that even looking lustfully at another person was akin to adultery. And siguro, maybe if we were to record all our thoughts for an entire day, to if we play natin in public, I don't know who would still want to be friends with us. They do everything that we thought. Yeah, I think medyo cringeworthy yung ano na yun. Siguro at this juncture, gusto ko lang i-interrupt lang ng konti kasi I forgot to make ano lang. Parang maybe some of our listeners or maybe Grace is wondering why I was posing questions to Ira from time to time. Siguro kasi disclaimer lang na personally ako, di talaga ako expert in this parang issue on social injustice. Parang even as a Christian who, who truly believes that Jesus is the answer to all our problems, both personal or societal. Parang inadmit ko rin na, I haven't had everything figured out pa about this issue. And that's why one of the things that made me say yes talaga to the podcast then is because the topic is interesting to me personally. And parang I want to at least get uh, even just a little clarity about how to approach this issue. Anyway, as yun lang, parang baka larag takay mga tapos, parang dami kong tinatanong. Yeah, I, with what you said, I think it's also talaga important to point out to our listeners that a lot of the things that are in the Bible and a lot of things about Christianity are still a huge question. No? Like, constant learning experience. Siya. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There are so many things that will take years and years of learning and unlearning as we make our way through what God has to say about these things. But Sigurd, I'd like to emphasize that in the issues and in the matters that the Bible is clear uh, about its stand, I think we also stand with it. So anyway, as Ira uh, parang has mentioned kanina, no, um, I think it, it, it makes us go back to the idea of, of man being made in the image of God, uh, ano, Ira. So, so whether it's genocide or lying or slandering or hating other people, uh, parang we also, if we do that, parang we are also slandering the image of God himself. Yeah, yeah. It, essentially, that's the second reason God does not yet bring final justice. So when, when we say that we wish God would just get rid of bad people, parang kailangan natin magtanong kung sigurado ba talaga tayo na hindi tayo kasama dun. Mm, yeah, I go. <laughs> uh, okay, it really hurts nga naman talaga, no? I guess that's that's why we see so much uh, parang evil even in institutions that are supposed to protect us kung parang kung evil na nga ako or tayo paano pa nga naman kaya yung mga sistema na ginagawa natin yeah yeah and i think uh, i'll be honest no i think this is one of our more common problems it's often that we think uh, nasa labas lang ang evil it's it's always in other people and other systems and never really in ourselves. And as, as true as it is, you know, uh, we're very good at spotting systemic injustice. And it's very good we're good at spotting that. But sometimes we forget that systemic injustice is also a symptom of what state our individual hearts are in. No? So we've got discussed the problem. We know that there is evil and, and injustice in the world. 
we know that our anger at injustice um, is all right and that even God himself is angered by it. In fact, has shown his response to it in the scenarios that Ira has put kanina. And now, we know that even though God promises that perfect justice and restoration will come, parang, may, may parang nasa dilemma pa rin tayo because, because if God were to eliminate evil, masakit man sa kalooban ko, pero kasama din ako at tayo doon. At this point, it just made me realize then na I want God to deal with injustice, but somehow I don't want to get swept up in His wrath either. Parang ganon. So anyway, maybe our listeners uh, are asking then, parang any solution that the Bible provides in this? So there are several problems posed here. You no, know? we we know that the only way a system can vec- can can get fixed perfectly is probably if the individuals who comprise it are, are transformed as well. Parang alalim din kasi, alalim din kasi talaga ng sin problem na yun as described uh, in, in the Bible. So not only are we enslaved to the sin in our hearts, but we'd also have to face God's justice. And the thing about God is He's, he's so holy that no sinful creature could really stand before Him. Siguro isipan natin yung scene na to, no? It's, it's as if we're all in the courtroom of God's justice and He's evaluated our case and He's found us guilty. You know, he's complicit in multiple sins of treating our fellow man as if they were without dignity or worth. We, we take part in the systems. We actively benefit even from, from certain systems that put others down, no? And in doing so, we've even blasphemed the image of God Himself. And, you know, idea is we've been charged with a fine that we have absolutely no money for. And another problem is that we can't even pay it off with our good works because even those are corrupted. So, just uh, just food for thought, what would be the just thing for God to do in this situation, standing in that courtroom? Mm, yeah, well, well, if you mentioned that we've been found guilty, I think, of course, uh, he'd be doing the just thing by, by letting us face our punishment. Yeah, it, it would be very just of him to do that. But the surprising thing is that he does something else instead. So instead, he declares, okay, uh, Ira or Kuya Abe, you've amassed a fine so big that you could never possibly pay it back, right? But it appears that somebody has paid it for you. Uh, ah, okay. So wait, so somebody has paid your fine. And you're talking about Jesus here, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And so the the thing with that pinkase is that no human could have uh, could have really paid that fine. Eh? So, uh, Kuya Abe, what do you know about? Maybe you can take this a bit. No, what can you tell us about him anyway? About Jesus, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Okay, so my input pala ako dapat sa podcast na ito. Sorry. Oh, oh shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, but before oh. we wait before we go there, like yeah, okay. I think most of our listeners like, with our country being a Catholic country and a Christian country. Most of our listeners know that God did send Jesus to save all of us. But I think the question for our listeners is where and how exactly does Jesus enter the story and enter the narratives of humankind? Like, how does he enter our narratives, the present day? Yeah, I think the direction here, Grace, that we're trying to go um, so far is along that line. No? Na parang, parang sending Jesus was God's response to, to systemic and individual uh, evil, parang ganon. So maybe, siguro, because we've mentioned Jesus na rin, uh, I wanted just for all of us not to be on the same page. As, as Ira nga naman has mentioned, it was a huge uh, fine. Uh, no human could have paid for that fine. 
in Romans 3.23, I remember it says, I've mentioned it also a while ago that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that includes uh, you and me. Um, And Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. So all of us deserve God's justice. And that would be eternal separation from God. And only someone completely perfect like Jesus could match that payment. And so God came down as a man himself in the person of Jesus. He lived a perfect life, and then he was crucified. I think that's one thing that most of us uh, in this nation uh, know about. Um, on the cross, parang God poured out that wrath and justice that was meant for us onto Jesus, paying for the sins of humankind. He promised that if we, we, we turn from our sin and trusted that his death had already paid for it all, then we can escape God's wrath and experience His goodness for eternity. I think one of the verses na parang medyo common is yung John 3.16. I think medyo napapakinggan natin siya, yung for God's soul of the world that He gave, His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Pwede na ba yun, uh, Ira? <laughs> Oo, pwede na yun. Pasala ko na. Pwede, pwede na yun. <laughs> Uh, but Grace is absolutely right, no? Because you said earlier, so many Filipinos know about the story of, of Jesus, and they they know about it, and and we talk about it. Okay, Jesus died for your sins, and and all. But the big question of how it really makes any relevance to our our lives in the first place—that's still a big question mark for a lot of people. I think that really is the concept of grace. Now, when you're talking about injustice and God bringing His own perfect justice. You also can't escape the fact that there's surprising aspect of God where He also, where He would have been just in bringing that, in, in bringing justice. He also brought mercy, you know, and that I think that's the grace in all of that, no? Huh? Hello, Grace. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's the grace, talaga, in all of it. That He could have been just in destroying us, but instead He pays the price in Himself, no? And He offers salvation as a free gift. And Parang the, the huge exchange about it is that no longer would God see us as, as sinful beings unfit to come near, near Him. But because Jesus' sacrifice now covers us, we're counted as both spotless and clean. So from being counted as enemies of God, we're as God's friends. And that's the whole concept of the great exchange. It's really, really beautiful. Talaga. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think later in a, in a while, I think we can go to yung question kanina ni Grace about where does uh, the picture of Jesus come in um, and how it is relevant now. And as I've mentioned nga na parang sending Jesus was God's response to systemic and individual evil. And what we're discussing now is at the, yung individual evil. Parang we're addressing it. We're addressing it now and we're uh, discussing it now through the person of Jesus. And siguro I think we may not realize it but there are so many things that we try to do that are our subconscious efforts also to reach god parang we keep searching for our purpose and the self-worth that that only our creator could could reveal to us parang ganon. and so parang we chase success money power fame we even do all these good things like charity uh, advocating for the vulnerable and religious acts in the hope that they might you know make us worthy of heaven um, well, don't mistake me, naman. These are good things, but I, I don't think they can't save you or they can't save us. The the irony, the beauty of it all is that only when we stop trusting in these things, talaga, uh, to save us, we can we can actually begin to cling to the person that can. And I think I just remembered, uh, yung what Jesus said in John fourteen six. Sabi niya, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
yun talaga yung concept of of the mercy and, and uh, how that blends together with with justice it it seems as if parang contradictory ideas sila no mercy and justice we usually think of them in contradictory ideas but the beautiful picture that the bible paints is that both those concepts come together in the idea in in the person of Jesus no pero kuya abe parang it's not uh, the end of the story no story of Jesus and the gospel how does it extend anyway Yeah, I think at this point we can answer more clearly and directly yung question ni Grace kanina na um ha, yun nga parang nasan dit parang saan yung picture ni Jesus ito sa issue natin on social injustice. And I think what we're posing na here is that for there to be real change, parang Jesus transforms each heart individually first and then to um families and then communities and then the society, no? So Siguro let's circle back to one, yun nga, as I mentioned, one of the first few questions, di ba? Parang how does any of this help us deal with the deal with the injustice we see in the world? So it's interesting how similar actually the climate of Jerusalem in the time of Jesus was to our current question. They're asking the same questions, no? Uh, they were under an oppressive Roman Empire and uh, they thought that Jesus was here as as a political messiah. He's going to save us from oppression. But Jesus knew that the problem that he came to solve was even deeper than systemic injustice. Now, that was the problem of sin. And his claim was that not only would people who came to uh who came to him, not only would they be forgiven of their sins, but the the thing that really changes societies here is that he tra- he promised to transform them then. So the heart that once hated God now loves him and it was this transformation that you see echoing throughout the first century that that as that movement grew of people who were following Jesus there were societal structures that were changing you know and i think one problem that we have today then is you know our our political ideology you know as as good and as as true as as many of them are we can't escape the fact that you know they err on one side or another in trying to right society's wrong and A lot of the time, no big political problems can be solved. A lot of big reform, a lot of problems can be can can have solutions. But the problem is that the sin that caused it still remains in human hearts, and we 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 can never really find that that perfect solution to it, even when we pursue these things. And it's it's right that we're pursuing uh the, these political reforms, and it's right that we're pu- pursuing this. But the big question is, will it ever be enough? You know. Uh, but the thing with Jesus is that starts with that human heart, he, and he works outwards, and he transforms that person and their relationships, and eventually their their community. Okay, I think medyo napaisip din ako na par. Okay, so it sounds like parang if parang for me parang what then of justice? Parang does that mean we we stop fighting it? Because parang uh, trabaho naman pala ni Jesus to transform people. Parang ganon. Yeah, and and that that. Uh, a pitfall that we can get into thinking. Ah, na siguro if si Jesus na yung magta-transform ng ng mga puso ng mga tao, eh, di, di na ako kailangan, di, di ko na kailangan mag magtrabaho to to fight injustice or what. And I honestly, uh, Kuya Abe, I think the opposite is true. That knowing Jesus in the Bible and seeing his example and and seeing him as who he said he was, it it gives us something to hold on to while we fight injustice. So. Yeah, we have a basis for treating others with dignity and worth because they were made in the image of God. We know that we have a God who hates injustice and commands us to actively protect the vulnerable in our community. 
And yun nga, we have new hearts that know what it's like to experience transforming grace. And so we can extend that grace to others. And finally, nga, we have that promise that God himself will bring final perfect justice. Every evil deed, every thought had gotten away scot-free in this life, it's going to be paid for. Not, not, no evil can, can escape that. No? God's going to vindicate the oppressed. And he's going to bring about a world free from wrong. And it's that kind of image that really drives us. Mm, wow. Um, personally, parang, parang comfort ako to know that whatever level of justice this world deals us, we know that God would one day execute His perfect, complete, and absolute justice over every act of humankind. Parang walang, walang, lig, walang makakaligtas talaga sa mata, sa mata ni Lord. Parang ganun. And I guess it's this assurance of perfect justice in the future that parang allows people to, to fight or allows us to fight for justice in the present. And at the end of the day, despite the discouragement, as I was saying, we may face, we can work with confidence knowing that we're fighting a, yeah, a winning yeah, that's, battle. That's absolutely true. No? It's just, uh, it just goes on. We, we fight for it every day. We, we do the work to make sure that vulnerable groups are not taken advantage of. We do the work to make sure that uh, these people that that uh, people are held accountable for what they do, but at the same time we we know we're empowered by that idea, and it's it's not it's not a losing battle. We're fighting a winning battle here. That that God is the one who really changes hearts and shed in magdadala ng final justice in there. Siguro siguro para lang magka-closure <laughs> yung disclaimer ko kanina, di ba? Kasi uh, I've said na parang personally very interesting to sa akin kaya nagyestino sa podcast and. From time to time, parang I'm posing questions to to Ira lang just to um you know to to discuss it. Siguro I'd like to say lang parang personally parang mga take home points ko lang for me is that yun nga yung una uh, I've also commented on it parang the concept of justice is not just about punishing the wrongdoers but also lifting up the oppressed. I think this is one thing na na major take home point for me personally, and that whenever I want God to do away with evil and injustice in the world. Parang he would have to eliminate me as well. Um, medyo as painful as it gets, man. Pero if ganun yung line of thinking. At times, siguro that I would ask, where is God is injustice? Siguro I'll remind myself that he has already provided a solution in the person of Jesus Christ. And that the real and only solution to it is to address first yung sin issue at the individual level through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And by addressing that, uh, we can address the systemic issues in our society, including social injustice. And that God, um, as I mentioned kanina, parang God would one day execute His uh, perfect, complete, and absolute justice over every act of uh, humankind. So this was honestly such a thought-provoking discussion. And I believe like even if we've discussed and covered so many points already, there are still a lot of questions that remain on God and injustice and Christianity in general. And I believe what we talked about today is something that is a huge question in a lot of people's minds and it's something that is often misunderstood by most people. But this was such a productive discussion and I do hope that our listeners think so too as well. So thank you again, Ira and Abe, for providing us a different perspective on this topic and helping us understand these things more. To our listeners, we hope that today's episode has answered your questions on where is God in injustice, especially during these trying times. Thank you to all those who listened as we let our voices be heard. 
This is Grace Malolos, and we hope you drop by again next time for the next episode for TRP 47 Voices. This episode of TRP 47 Voices is brought to you by the UP Medical Student Society and the UP Agape, as well as your media partner, wheninmanila.com. Once again, Taoben Pala is our way of giving back to the community. All proceeds for this event will go to the Aurora A. Quezon Elementary School, the Kulay Group of Artists, and the UP MSS COVID-19 Drive. If you are interested in donating, our list of donation channels are included in the description of this post. For more info, visit our official Facebook page and Twitter account at Taoben Pala. Okay, 